Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. So, Mr. Jerry, it's nice to meet you. All right, so let's begin with your introduction. Can you introduce yourself to us? Yes, uh, I am Dr. Jerry L. Burton. Uh, I live in New Mexico in the United States. Um, and uh, I dearly love the Bible. I have, uh, would you like to know kind of about my background? Because it's, yeah. it, that could take three hours, but I'll make it quick. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, God, has, God has blessed me tremendously mm. um, with many, many different careers, um, which have been long and, and most of them successful. I have a pretty deep background in business, okay. science, science and technology, Ooh. military affairs, Ooh. and religion. Ooh. And I have retired from all of those except religion. Ooh. I will never retire from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, uh, so, uh, yeah, I... I uh, um, at this point, I, I'm published in all of those areas. By the way, so I've, I've written a lot, um, and in the in the religion, I've published this book that you may be aware of. Get a grip on the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And that uh, that book came about because of other Christians that I've had in small groups. I've got men's small groups, mixed you know, couples small groups and we were going through the bible uh several years ago and i stopped my my lecture as it were it's really more of a round table talk but uh i i asked these guys i said how many of you read the bible all the way through and one other one guy raised his hand and and of course you know, I had, and I said, well, uh, start to finish. He said, yeah, start to finish in that order. And I said, well, how was that? He said, it was the worst experience I ever had in my life. And I agree because the Bible is not written that way. Yeah. So, so naturally people, people get discouraged. And so I said, well, why haven't you been, why haven't you read the Bible? And they say, well, it's, it's that thick. And the print is just that tiny, mm. so it's hard to read, and it's like reading a different language. Yeah, and that's because it is. It was written in Hebrew, in yeah. Aramaic, yeah. and in Greek. Greek it's yeah. not written in English. Yeah. yeah. So, so I have uh, done a lot of research, a lot of research yeah. uh, in a field called hermeneutics. Basically, I go back and I, I look at the language. And, and key phrases that I, I really like. And I said, okay, what was it like in the Hebrew? 
And what, what were the real Hebrew words that were used? And what did they mean? For example, uh, God at one point talks to the Hebrews and he says, you know, you, you just keep going around from all of these false religions, one to another, to another, to another. And, and that, that is bad. And that's kind of the way it is in the English. But in the Hebrew, it says you are flitting like a little bird goes from one tree and then to another tree and another tree because you're not satisfied. And see in the in the Hebrew, I think that is that gives a whole different picture and it's a meaningful picture. A little bird flitting around. So that that is one of my major objectives is to to explain from the original Hebrew to our language what is missing and and how how great and beautiful the Hebrew is. And they don't have to read Hebrew to, to do that. So that inspired me to write this book, Get a Grip on the Bible. And my guidance on that, um, you know, with all my all my research background and everything, that's that helps with the looking at one language versus another and the culture and, and all that. But my mom yeah. had her own radio station, her own radio program. And on that program, she was a storyteller. So from the time I was about five years old, my mom was telling stories, Bible stories and other stories. And she used me as the guinea pig. She would tell those stories to me. And what I soon realized was that I, following her guidance, I could remember stories where I couldn't remember just taking little pieces of scripture which is a bad idea anyway because little pieces of scripture take it out of context mm. and context gives the real meaning yeah. right so so those were those were my my uh, momentum or the power behind it getting me going and then I realized that because I remembered stories very well, other people do too. So the whole objective of this book is to help people learn a method of memory. It's not, I don't tell anybody what they ought to believe. Yeah. God will do that. Yeah. I tell them, here's, here's the way to approach God's word and storyfy it. I don't know that storyfy is a real word. <laughs> but my my wife, who is also a PhD, she said, you know, with a PhD, you make up your own words. So I've made up my own words. Storyfy. So this book's Storyfy. <laughs> so we Storyfy because you remember a story. And then if you if you read a story, generally we, we focus on the main character. But I try to get people to read the story that way, then go back and read it again. But this time, from the viewpoint of somebody else in the story, what are their emotions? What are they feeling? Because that is context. So, you know, I've I've read I've read stories when I was little that had three or four or five different different characters, and I would read this story three or four or five times, 
and in my mind be a different character. And man, I knew the story after. And the Bible should be approached that same way <clears throat> because then you get the full content. So that that was the motivation and that's the that is the um, way that I am approaching helping people get a grip on the Bible. They they should be able to get into God's word by themselves. And that's what this book tries to get them to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I've got a question. Okay. Okay. All right. Sure. He says, "What is a ziggurat or ziggurat? You got that? What is a ziggurat? That's Z I double G." Oh, ziggurat! Yes, yeah. ziggurat! Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. That's fun. That was a fun one. <laughs> ziggurat, uh, the, the best uh, way I can get you to picture that is that if you think of a pyramid, yeah. okay, it, it, you look at it at first, you say, well, that's a pyramid, but it's got stairs. Yeah. And it has several levels in it. Yeah, yeah. Now, a ziggurat came about um, after the flood because God and man obviously had their differences. And uh, so man missed the, the presence of God. So they built these towers. The Tower of Babel was a ziggurat. It, it looks like a pyramid with stairs going up to another level and then another level and then to a room on top. The room on top, and by the way, unlike a pyramid, it was full of dirt. There, there were no rooms inside. It was just an external thing. But you could climb up to the top, only special people. And there was one room, it had a carpet, it had a table, it had a chair, and it had a bed. That was for God to come down. Because remember, when when heavens were created, heaven yeah. and earth were one. Yeah, yeah. And then they separated. So this is so that God could leave heaven, come down, and be in the midst of his people. Mm. They might not see him, but they made a place for him. Mm. That's what a ziggurat was. And there was always food and drink available for God in that room. Okay. So, <clears throat> another question. Okay. All right. Okay, so you talked about research. Got that? You talked about research. So, can you describe me or describe for me your methods of research? Yes, yes, I can. First of all, because I have been a scientist, I believe in the, the scientific method so that anything I read or find, I question. And I want more than one example of what new piece of data I've found. If I find something in the Bible, I go back to the Hebrew and I, I read that word. I want somebody else who has done that research also to, to verify it. Uh, I, I probably have 20 or 25 Bibles, different different styles of Bibles. 
the two that I use the most are the archaeological Bible and the um, cultural Bible. And those have a lot of information in it that other people have done. Now, the key thing about that relative to research is the people who put those kinds of Bibles together, that was done by at least 30 to 50 or 60 people. And they could argue among themselves, pray, and come to a conclusion. So they're not really presenting one man's view of the Bible. These are people who are, are trained in the language and in the culture. It's their knowledge that I want. I'm a secondary researcher. I research from other people's research. Okay, but I, and, and because I'm secondary, I want to make sure that my sources are very, very well qualified. Okay, so what makes your book different from other study guide? I think the major difference is, you know, on, on the book cover it says a study guide. And it is a study guide, but it's not a scriptural study guide per se. It doesn't, although it, it you know, I've got two more volumes and I'll end up covering the whole, the whole Bible, but I'm not trying to get people to just read the Bible because I don't cover everything in the Bible. I take stories that they may have heard or scriptures that they think are really important. And then I take the story from the Bible around that scripture and I present it to them. And I say, okay, these are little exercises. So here, here Elisha is a story that I want you to be able to tell. Don't memorize it. Don't memorize it. Right, don't memorize it read it yeah. and let it you know embrace it let it become part of you yeah, yeah. yeah and and the beautiful thing about that is that your testimony of Jesus Christ in your life is your story so if you learn to tell these stories from the Bible yeah. you're already ready to tell your story yeah. and who can who can you can deny your story because it's your story. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> I approach it from that story side and, and they they have to practice this these stories and they practice them in front of a mirror and then I tell them practice it with your wife or wife or husband because yeah. they, they will be your biggest critic. You know, <laughs> they'll criticize <laughs> you more than anybody and that will help you. But uh, so that's the thing. It's about yeah. stories. And stories are about remembering. Okay, so can you talk to me and us? Because the listeners to definitely benefit from all that we're talking about. So it says the great escape, God with us. Oh, okay. The great, yeah, the great escape uh, yeah. and God with us. Those are those are pretty broad, but the great escape is the Exodus, getting out uh, out of Egypt. And, and God was with them. He was with them in the the cloud of fire during the day, yeah, yeah. The, the fire at night, 
and yelled, clown in the day and fire at night. And, and he was with them. There was a presence. And there was a presence in the, in the tent of beating. And, uh, you know, a physical presence. In fact, scripture says that Moses and God in the tent of meeting stood face to face and talked as friend to friend with Paul. For years, I had missed that script oh. by my own research. I'm, I'm learning a lot as I go. And, and that, that really hits me. They stood face to face in that tent of meeting and talked as friends would. Oh. So, you know, God, God's presence, there's a whole, there's a whole uh, group that I teach on God with us. Okay. It starts even before creation and it goes through the entire Bible of God's presence and then God's absence and then his presence. And, and, and you know, God with us is a, a wonderful thought to dwell on hmm. because he is with us. He is with us. Hmm. Hmm. Beautiful. Okay, so let me go a bit personal. What about your story would you like to share? Because I learned from you on how um, your mom was a story. Is, is she still alive? Your mom. You hey. get that? Yes, yes. Uh, um, uh, and and I, I'm, I hesitated because there's so much I could tell you about my mom. Mm. And the reason I've had so many wonderful careers is she told me when I was young yeah. and kept telling me, anything you want to do that you think you will enjoy that is not illegal and not immoral, try it. Mm. And that, that has been my life. Uh, many, many things. She she really was a woman of vision. She was a woman of morality. morality. And she was a, a woman of rules and you better follow. <laughs> But she was very loving. And mm. the other thing that she was, she was very, very giving. She mm. was very generous. My dad was too. Mm. But uh, my dad uh, and my older brother kind of paired up. And mom uh, and I paired up, and I, she, you know, I am what her vision was for me. Yeah. Oh, well, that's so good. So, um, what year did Jesus find you? Would you like to talk to me about that? Yeah, that that is another great story. I was yeah. probably nine or ten years old. Oh. And I mean, I, I'd heard, you know, I'd been in the Old Testament and New Testament with mom mm. since I was five. Mm. So I had heard just about the whole Bible from then. And I was, I was thinking about um, God's presence and okay. God showing himself. And I had heard from an evangelist okay. um, that... Uh, You know, we, we all need a touch point with God. We need yeah. to, to be able to say that this, this was the moment. Mm. God touched yeah. me. Yeah. And so as a little boy, I, one of my, my chores to do uh, was to take out the, the garbage. Um, my older brother got all the nice jobs. <laughs> I, but I had to take out the garbage. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> And we had an incinerator. We lived out in the country, and so I would take the garbage out and separate the things and all that stuff. And then, and then I would light a fire and burn the uh, the burnable things in the incinerator and then clean it out. 
So it was about midday, lunch was waiting, and I, I ran out, and it was a real still day. We lived in Kansas at that time, and when there was going to be a tornado, the, the air just didn't move. It was just stale. It was one of those days, and I thought, as I was, was I lit the fire, I was looking into the fire, and I said, you know, God, I, I know we're not supposed to test you, but I'm just a little boy. And, and so, you know, I don't want to offend you, don't want to make you mad, but, but I, I'd like to ask something of you. I want you to do something for me because I, I really I need to, to know that you're there. So I was watching the smoke come out of the incinerator and it was going straight up because there was no wind, no breezes, and it was kind of spreading out when it hit the branches of the tree above the incinerator. And I said, God, what I would like you to do, and please don't kill me. Just, just I remember, I'm a little boy, and, and I would like you to make that fire come out of the incinerator and nip me on the end of the nose. And he did. Ooh. And it scared me to death. <laughs> and I went from being scared to death yeah. being just ecstatic and I went running back into the house mom mom and everybody was at the table but me and she says Jerry you're late yeah yeah <laughs> you're late go wash up and, and and get to the table and and get that black stuff off the end of your nose so, <laughs> so I, I that I mean how could anybody tell me, oh, God doesn't exist? You know, they, they can't take that away from me. And I've had, I mean, God has been so present in my life. He's He's healed me, He's done miracles for me. Um, and and I, I just shared one yesterday um, in, okay. in, in in church. Okay. If we got a minute. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I had, I, had, I had asthma terribly, terribly bad really? when I was a child. And, uh, we lived right across from the, the grain elevator uh, in Kansas. So all of the wheat dust, which I was allergic to, okay. blew in our direction. And our house was always covered with wheat dust. And I, I nearly died several times. And one night, yeah. I, was, I was having so much trouble breathing that, and everybody was asleep in the house. And I said, God, I, I, I just don't want to go on like this. Hmm. So would you please take me? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to die. Oh. I want you to take me or please heal me. Hmm. Everything went black, totally black. Next, the very next second this seemed like, I woke up, sun was shining in the windows, I heard the rooster crowing in the barnyard, and I heard the, dove, the turtle doves singing. And I never had another asthma attack. That was it. And my lungs, which had been all scarred, we went to the doctor yeah. uh, in Oklahoma City. They x-rayed my lungs again. No scars. Totally perfect. Whoa! That's, and that's not that's not the only thing that's happened. So I mean, I can I can tell you five more. Five more stories, uh, and, uh, yeah. but I know we're living a long time. But no, God, God is real. God loves us, and 
And one of my passions is to help people understand that God of the Old Testament is not an angry God. Yeah. He's not a mean God. Yeah. He's a yeah. loving God. Yeah, yeah. And and he loves us so much so that he, that he grieves. You know, if you have a child and the, you love that child and they do something wrong, you may be angry with them and you yeah. may punish them. Yeah. But you love them and you punish them and they're angry because you love them. Hmm. And and people miss that. They just So anyway, that's that's another one of my passions is to hmm. stand up stand up for the God of the Old Testament <laughs> as a as a fully loving loving God who who grieves, literally grieves over us hmm. when we're not following him. Yeah, yeah. Well that's that was a beautiful word, seriously. That was a very, very beautiful one. Mr. Jerry, you know, sincerely speaking, mm, I've been learning ever since when you started um, talking. I've been learning. And I'm so sure that anyone who's going to listen to this, they are going to pick learning from all of our discussions. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, so um, what about your um is there a link to get your book or something? Get a grip. Yes. Um, the best way to, to, uh, to get to the book is through Amazon. And, and if you if you just Google Burton, really, B-U-R-T-O-N, get a grip, then it will come right up. I also have a website that is uh, Jerry L. Burton. No spaces in it. It's JerryLBurton.com. Uh, and um, that uh, will give you my webpage, okay. so um, people can respond on on that uh, if they would like. Um, but that, yeah, the book through Amazon would be the the best best okay. way to do it. Okay, okay, that's so good. All right, so so to round up, would you like to give the listeners any advice at all? Is there anything you would like to say to the listeners to round up with? Um, I, I'm I'm missing a word. I just got hearing aids today, and I'm not <laughs> really anything okay. I would like to say. Yeah, to the listeners, like um, a piece of advice or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, the piece of a piece of advice I would give them is to remember, mm. remember two things. Mm. First of all, that Christ's spirit. Mm lives in us hmm. and when when we think about god with us or not with us yeah. god is with us all the time yeah and that's that's the first thing that i i think people need to know you're carrying god around inside of you his spirit hmm. is there yeah listen to him when he talks to you because hmm. most of the time we turn it off and and i i get more people who say you know i spend all day arguing with myself Things come in my head, and I think of something. Oh, that I don't know. Is that right? Is that wrong? Or you know, and they do these arguing things, and, and I say that's good. That's good. Listen to which of the voices is God's, and obey it. Second thing that I've really been moved about in the last year is that people need to understand that, like Paul said, yeah. When 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 Paul said. I don't do the things I want to do. Hmm. 
ought to do and I do those things I shouldn't do and I don't want to do mm. but because I know the difference there is good in me mm. therefore it is the flesh that causes me to do these things now that's important because we sin and we all will continue to sin because the body is always corrupt and it was cursed at the fall True. and the curse was it's going to die True. so so what we've got to remember though is that that when we sin we don't have to be saved again hmm. okay we don't have to be saved again Christ paid for every sin of right. every person right. on the cross. What we have to do is we have to accept. It. Wow. So if we keep going back to the cross, back to the cross, back to the cross, oh I sin, I got to go back. No. Live in the light of your salvation, not in the darkness of your sin. Hmm. Live in the light of your salvation not in the darkness of your scene oh my absolutely i was a brilliant one thank you so very much mr jerry would you like to you. you would you like to come back again maybe we we shall do some other time i feel like i would have, love to yeah i feel like we have I, a lot I of love and i i i get a, a, a wonderful witness of the spirit from you i i love to just be able to call you my friend <laughs> Yeah, this is my friend Elisha. Yeah, uh, I yeah. love you, brother. I love yeah. you because we're, we're brothers too. in Christ. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. I do love you too. So, are you hoping for a chat after this? Sure, All sure, right. absolutely. All right. All right, so I will drop you a message. All right, thank you so very okay. much, Mr. Jerry. That's going to be the end of today's interview. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and story with us. It means a whole lot. Thank you so very much. And have a good day. Good yeah. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.